into the DNVR Gaming Podcast brought to you by WGT Golf. Remember to download it totally for free today at dnvrgolf.com. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. With me, as always, are AJ and Rudo from the DNVR Avalanche crew. But joining us also from that crew, Evan Rowell, to discuss because he has joined the next generation. We are, we are dinosaurs, Tim. Well, maybe not you PC people, us <laughs> console gamers out there who have not yet joined the next generation are left in the dust now at this point. You, Evan, have joined the next generation, also the best Star Trek, by the way. And you have to answer, you, you had to come on here and answer the question on everyone's mind, which is, of course, have you tried to vape through it? And if so, do you have any safety tips? I have not. I'm, and I got some, what somebody asked me about the ping pong too. I have not tried that either. I think guy asked me about that, but uh, no, I have not tried either. It's yeah. I don't, I don't want to wreck that thing. It's not, yeah, a, not, not like a, a cheap time. thing. <laughs> <laughs> the other question that I would have is, do you feel guilty for having it and not, <laughs> Knowing that you you owning one means some poor little kid is not going to have it for Christmas. What is your level of guilt? <laughs> My level of guilt is zero, especially <laughs> especially after reading about all the bots. That's who they should be mad at, is all those people buying it to resale. But I don't feel bad at all. I I worked for this money. I can spend it how I want. I'm a grown man. Um, and, it, that counts, right? Yeah. She hasn't touched it yet, and I don't want her to touch it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, if that if that lady's kid was going to get a five hundred dollar console, then pretty sure that kid's going to be just fine this Christmas, getting whatever the heck else he gets. Kid's got it made. Uh, mm-hmm. So, what have you actually been doing? If you haven't been vaping into it or longing it, what is it one does with an Xbox Series X? Well, you you play it. You know, they they didn't focus because the whole thing about the Xbox One was, oh, it does everything. And then this time they're like, if that didn't work, we're not going to shove a connect with it. We're going to actually you just play games on this thing. So, yeah, I've been playing games. I've been using Game Pass to play a little bit of everything. The problem with Xbox is they were clearly banking on Halo Infinite being ready because beyond that, there's not like a game that you absolutely need to play. It's just a lot of third-party stuff that, you know, and smaller games that you can play. So uh, playing Watch Dogs, Tetris Effect, things like that, just uh, a lot of different games. And then also the upgrades. Um, Forza Horizon 4 looks awesome on Series X. And, yeah, everything is looks way better. And it, and I'm coming from, and I know you guys talked about it last year, with, or last week with, they had the half step last year, last generation wow. where if you had a one X, I would imagine you're not going to see like a huge difference, but I had a day one Xbox one. So to go from that to series X is massive. Just like I imagine a base PS4 right. PS5 would be a pretty big jump. So to me, one it's down. massive, but uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's just missing that killer app because everything else is awesome. You know, I saw that that meme where I can't text you back anymore because games don't have loading screens anymore. So, <laughs> but it's awesome. Straight I'm up, I'm really enjoying it, and it hasn't it hasn't burned up or anything. Because I know if you buy something, if you're a launch person, there's always the risk of mm-hmm. issues, and that's just the reality of everything. So it does like you would say it does look that much better. Oh yeah, and I. I admittedly have a, a nice TV where I, I had a bunch of gift cards last year and bought a nice 4K, a TV that can do 4K and 120 frames. So I, I can notice the difference big time. Whereas I think obviously if you're playing on a TV, that's a lot of people, the reality is a lot of people don't have 4K TVs still. Yeah, peasant TV. Yeah. <laughs> or you're not going to see it. You're going to probably see an upgrade, but it's not going to be a huge difference. But having a TV that can do that, made the difference more noticeable. And now I understand why PC people are like 30 frames per second. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Cause going from 30 to 120 in call of duty was like, yeah, this it's is insane. Life changing. <laughs> I can never go back. Kind of an adjustment for the eyes too. Cause all of a sudden it's so much smoother. Where yeah. you're like, 
Yeah. yeah a little weird. Kind of making your brain is used to doing all of that adjusting and like making up Why for the ground that it, it doesn't have. Why yeah. are all of these people made out of butter? I don't understand. <laughs> I I now because playing thirty for so long and now seeing that, I don't understand the people who are like I don't see the difference in frames. Like I, there's no difference from thirty to sixty for me. Where I'm like, it's very noticeable. <laughs> like it is smooth as hell. AJ, were you laughing earlier at the notion that here in the year 2020, very quickly moving into 2021, the next generation of gaming has arrived and one of the first two games that Evan mentioned playing a lot was Tetris? <laughs> I mean, that and the fact that we're two days away from the next WoW expansion launch. Yeah. <laughs> so... 20, yeah. 2020 is still uh, very 2000. Nothing has changed. Yeah. Well, and I'm still playing the old Halo games on Master Chief, so it's like, yeah, I, I'm, it. I, me too. So I, I'm still, I'm thinking about downloading Fusion Frenzy too. That's backwards compatible. Oh, that game's what 18 years old, 15 years old, something like that. So no, we were, Rudo, we were just talking about yeah. that uh, the, the other we day. Ball guys, yeah. <laughs> Similar kind of games in a little bit of ways, for sure. I, I wish they could make that game online because that would be such a popular game to just have parties on. But still, you have to have somebody next to you to play it. So, but yeah, it's that's the problem is that you're. I I've upgraded the new system and I have no regrets. But the reality is that there's not like a brand new exclusive that you need to have. So, so that's what you got to deal with. Why? Xbox specifically over PS5? Uh, well, I have a PS4. Um, I bought it like a few years after I got my Xbox, but all my friends are on Xbox. I've, I, even though it sounds like the PS5 controller is awesome, I much prefer the Xbox controller. I'm actually glad the PS5 made some changes because I don't really like the PS4 controller at all. Um, and also just, I hate the, it with passion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the PS5 controller, I've actually read the PS5 controller is probably the next, most next-gen thing out there because of the way the triggers work, but I love the yeah. Xbox controller, the, my friends are on there, and then, you know, I like the achievement system, I have a lot banked up, and also the UI, so it's just more, um, it really a lot of what gaming comes down to is if you're playing with friends, you want to be, it, it matters less now, I guess, because a lot of things are going cross-platform, but for me, I prefer the Xbox, but I would like to get a PS5 eventually. I just had to figure out where to fit that thing because it's massive. <laughs> so is there, do you feel a killer app on the horizon? Is there something you mentioned, Halo Infinite? I know people have been scared about that. We're going to talk more Halo here in a bit. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always excited for new Halo, but I'll admit the trailers have underwhelmed me. As well, is there anything that you're thinking? Well, okay, I'm the killer app now, but by the time this comes out, that'll be a that'll be a lost memory. That's the thing is that no one really knows. Um, they have some like smaller games coming out. I think they're aligned with Cyberpunk, so I think they're trying to do the Sony thing, where Sony, what was it like? Destiny was basically all marketed on PS4, whereas I think the, like the standard person who doesn't pay attention to this stuff was like, oh, it's only on PS4. So yeah. I think they're trying to market with cyberpunk to be that type of thing, but that's, you can get that anywhere. So beyond that, I mean, they, and the reality, we're also living in a weird time where I've assumed video game development is probably just a nightmare right now working from home. So right. no one knows what's going on with halo infinite. Um, Fable got announced, but that could be years off things <laughs> like that. Um, and then they bought all these studios, but they're just, busy making games so that's the reality of it is it's, just, it's a third party uh system right now with you know the smaller games that you play on you know game pass is their biggest selling point which i have and it sounds like i think the statistic was 70 percent of xbox players have game pass which makes sense to me because if i can if i'm going to play all those games i'm not going to buy a bunch of new games for 60 bucks um uh, so then the other one is just what game has been most improved by the experience. You mentioned a couple really quick, Forza. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what do you feel like 
gets the most out of being played now on the next generation console? So I haven't tried Gears 5 because I've never been a huge Gears guy, but it sounds like they made some major upgrades to that. Um, <laughs> Gears 5. Is anybody here a Gears person? Were, were you, AJ, were you into the like original trilogy? I've, or? Played, all, I've played all of them, man. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I didn't spend a lot of time doing like the multiplayer and you know the the horde mode and all that like i didn't spend very much time on that but i've played through all the campaigns um with a group of friends and And Gears five was like just a directionless piece of garbage (laughs) i heard it's good yeah i've heard good things but i've also just never been a gears fan i really just want to play it to like check out the technical i guess part of it where it's smooth and looks great but yeah yeah forza horizon 4 going from the og mm-hmm. xbox one and i'm not normally a racing guy so the the how smooth it is now it looks awesome um watchdogs looks great it's only 30 frames but it looks great the problem is the game is like broken because ubisoft can't release completed games it seems like um yeah, well, they're too busy getting swatted at work yeah is that what happened yeah I yeah saw- <laughs> Um, and my friends have gotten Valhalla and playing that, but I've never been an Assassin's Creed guy. I've played one of them and wasn't super into it. So, um, which, which one was it? I played Black Flag, the pirate one, oh, okay. like where you're on boats. But yeah, that's it's funny because that's like a that that's the probably the most different, yeah, unique of of all of them. Um, outside of Unity, which was just a broken. Yeah, heap of a game. Well, I mean, the thing about Assassin's Creed games now is they're like not even anything close to how they started out to be, because it's not now it's like Vikings when what do they start out to be like stealth games? I remember my buddy in college playing the first one back in the day. I was like, oh, this is pretty slow. But uh, yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. It's funny I mentioned Tetris Effect. Tetris Effect because I think it's like a Switch game that just got brought over to xbox and it actually looks awesome i'm surprised how much i'm enjoying that uh and i am gonna boot into doom eternal tonight because i didn't play that this year um i feel like i owe brandon that because he's a big doom guy <laughs> you gotta I, play doomer and lasagna doomer lasagna yeah. yeah i'll find out tomorrow tonight which one they're talking about <laughs> um i my question for someone who actually has a new console is how much can they improve because the things you're talking about, no load times, 4K graphics, are are we not just one step away from these being PCs at this point? No, we definitely are. We're we're at the point now where it's like any any improvement now is more like a quality of life improvement. Because graphics wise, you know, you're going to see small improvements, but you also have to have a, a TV that can play it, and most people aren't going to have that. Um, load times have gone away, frames much better. So yeah, I mean, you're essentially at the point where, you know, the next console, which, you know, whatever, six or seven years down the line, you might as well, you know, you might as well just get a PC at that point, which I've never been a PC guy, but I mean, it might get to that point eventually, but that's where everything's headed. Okay. It's going to be really interesting to see what they even try to do, like how you innovate from here. Um, if everyone will just start pouring resources into other things, if there won't even be that many more console generations and it's just like, okay, we'll finally just make VR work or we'll, you know, whatever else. Cause yeah, I mean, how, how many console generations can there be <laughs> at some point coming out with a new one rather than just an update, I mean, yeah. I guess that's that's the thing that the big three console makers haven't really dipped their toes into is proper VR, right? Like, you have some stupid things like Xbox Connect and Sony's whatever play, mm-hmm. um, but they haven't like developed eye masks or anything like that, like some other companies have. So maybe you're right. Um, it feels like it feels like people keep telling us that. Uh, VR is the next step my entire life. Yeah, right. same, but 
I, I, I haven't mean, tried when, VR, but I would imagine like you can probably only last what like an hour, two hours playing VR before you just get sick. That would be my thought. Like uh, I last like fourteen seconds before. <laughs> get sick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know about that part of it. I haven't been able to try it either, but I have heard some really good things about some of the most recent ones. In fact, um, Half Life Alex is getting rave reviews and got nominated for a bunch of awards and stuff. And Half Life has, you know, such a reputation that it, it, it definitely gives me pause. Makes me go, well, if someone handed it to me, I would definitely play. It. I'm not going to invest, you know, however many hundreds of dollars it takes to to get into VR and, you know, get the right one and do all of that. But if I was in a room and someone was like, Hey, I've got VR and half-life Alex, I'd be like, Ooh, can I, can I try that out and see if I get sick? Cause it's going to be worth it. Like I'll find out one way or the other. I mean, yeah. I'm pretty confident I wouldn't get sick, but I also don't trust the quality that's out there right now. And that's why I'd be curious to see, if one of the big three would be willing to take the plunge uh, just by the quality of the product or, and particularly if Nintendo was willing to do it, they're a company that has been extremely creative on the console side already. Mm -hmm. So if they were willing to do it, something's probably going to be interesting about it, I guess. But um, I think all three of the big gaming companies are do like heading in different directions. Whereas, PlayStation is exclusives. This is where you can play our games. Yeah. Microsoft is like, games are on PC too. Just play wherever you want, but get Game, Ca- get game Pass because that's probably where they're making most of their money. And then Nintendo just does their own thing. So yeah. it's just, it's interesting. I, like the whole console war thing doesn't make sense to me just because it's like, you know, they're all doing different things. I don't even know, like Microsoft, I don't even think cares about this stuff anymore. And Nintendo obviously doesn't because they just do whatever they want to do. yeah it's hard to it's hard to be nice to nintendo coming off a week in which they shut down community run tournaments yeah Yeah, that wasn't great but i mean i think that's also part of it is nintendo is less of a console producer and more of a first party developer as as far as where they make their money Mm -hmm. um i mean that's their their big problem for years has been the lack of third party buy-in you know, we it's one reason why you get, you know, they're they're celebrating, oh, look at we're getting, you know, we're we're getting whatever old ass game that the rest of the consoles have had for five years. Yeah. And they're like, it's coming to Nintendo. And you're like Okay. <laughs> Neat guys. Like the only one who cares about this is that poor kid who's only allowed to pick one console. Picked the Nintendo one and then watched his friends play all those games. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, the vast majority of adults that I know, if they're serious enough about gaming, the they just buy the other consoles. Yeah. Very, right. very few people with the money to burden have just a Nintendo console. Yeah, yeah. It's they started that decades ago with the Game Boy. You know, it's, it's almost just like, yeah, and all the handhelds that they've had. It's just like you almost think of Nintendo as another thing uh, that you game on that's separate from whatever your like big, expensive, your PlayStation, your Xbox, your PC thing is. You're, and then you've got your Nintendo. Well, that's why the Wii was so popular because yeah. it was like, well, you have an Xbox or you have a PlayStation, but everyone had a Wii. Like right. it was in everyone's house because yeah, it was just totally. different. Um, well, and, and, and like people bought it and it came with Wii Sports and people didn't have to invest beyond that. Yep. And so it was like I couldn't tell you. Like I was um living with my girlfriend at the time when that was a thing and her mom used to play her her mom never played a video game in her life uh um, until we got really drunk and played Harry Potter one time and then that opened everything up to <laughs> weird really weird night uh and and she like she played the shit out of wee bowling she's the best wee bowler i've ever i've ever met like she was unbelievable at wee bowling and all she ever wanted to do every weekend she was like no you guys should just come over and we'll we'll give you booze and we'll play wee bowling and i was like i mean free booze video games like 
hanging out with your parents, but this is, you know, <laughs> and then we would just invite all of our friends over and that was a thing. Yeah. And going so back to the, the generation thing, you know, as much as we talk about consoles improving, like games really aren't like other than these graphical enhancements, like games, there's no like groundbreaking game that's have come out in like the last five years. They're all just improving on what they've been doing for years and really the change now is probably storytelling. Like they're just sto- telling stories better and games are getting bigger, but they're not like changing in a huge way. It's just, they're getting bigger and more open world. Turns out you only have so many buttons to push at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. All right. Any uh, final questions for Evan on the, on the <laughs> next generation before we move into our other main topic of the day? Drew, I know you want a PS5, obviously. Yeah. Are you guys planning on jumping in at all at any point, or are you just going to wait it out? I know you guys are mostly PC guys. Um, Maybe someday. I'm a lot less likely now knowing that MLB The Show is coming to PC. I'll put it that way. Honestly, same thing. The only only thing that that, uh, pushes me towards a PS5 is the fact that they are serious about their exclusives and that there are enough there where that's intriguing to me. But between Game Pass, which basically eliminates the need for an Xbox whatsoever for a PC gamer, and, uh, you know, MLB The Show coming to PC, it really helps me out quite yeah. a bit. Like, Yeah. I think it's funny when PlayStation people are like, the people that fight over this stuff are like, oh, well, I can play that on PC. I can just Game Pass and like do you think microsoft cares like they get your money either way like (laughs) it's fine by them right yeah i just it's i mean as a console developer they should care but i think that was a to be honest opening it up like that it's just good business because all of the money that that they are now making from the pc market sony isn't yeah Yeah. and i think sony's slowly dipping into it but we'll see but I think Microsoft cares. Obviously, they bought up all these studios. It's just, it's going to take, I mean, two or three years now until we can see what, what they make of it. Sony needs to actually allow people to buy its console. That'd be a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, the, that's obviously the biggest problem, right? Like, I would actually, because my, my PS4 is on its last legs, um, I'd probably have a PS5 right now if it was easy enough to just go out and get. I wasn't planning on getting one at launch. I was going to wait a little bit, but that that I was telling these guys last week, uh, it my PS4 crashed playing a PlayStation 2 game last week. It overheated, and I was just like, okay, it's time to end. And we talked about the controllers. I've got one controller. It's completely falling apart, uh, and I keep losing at MLB The Show because of it, and I want to throw that th- thing through the wall which is gonna make it worse and uh so it's just like it's it's time to move on but i can't because they botched this thing and I, I have no idea when there's going to be any available but uh yeah just to uh cygnus's point you know in the comments uh horizon zero dawn final fantasy god of war stuff like that that's why i i, I get playstations and i can Maybe live without I can't yeah. believe God of War is Spider-Man, as, Miles Morales, as good as it plus, did. Yeah, because um, yeah, I played the first God of War when it came out, and I was like, "So this is like bad version of Devil May Cry and Zelda, and a couple of other different games, but with like Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. that's about it." And I thought it was really, really mediocre, and then it got a lot better from there, and it was like. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. The one game I haven't played a ton of my PS4, and I played some of the exclusives like Spider Man because that was a lot of fun, but I do want to play Ghosts because I think that's a little yeah. bit different. And I like the, you know, the samurai aspect of it. But mm. I'm also with a base PS4 where I think all these new games would literally blow up my PS4 because it right. starts to chug hardcore. Those Souls games, I've seen Demon Souls running on PS5 and stuff, and I'm like, yep, that would kill my... There's like, I couldn't even launch. <laughs> I couldn't boot that up. It would die. Uh, all right. Interesting games. Games 
the the throwback to being really 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 hard for the sake right. of being really really yeah. hard. It's yeah. it's interesting that the market has like like that there were enough people that just wanted to get their ass kicked by a video game throughout the whole thing. Right. That they they could make multiple of those games. I I was definitely surprised about that. Yeah. Although Me it was too. nice because that meant we got another Battletoads, which was nowhere <laughs> near as difficult. And yeah. That game was I, fun, but I did not try it on the hardest mode. Uh, we tried it on the second hardest difficulty because um, I played it with two other people. And we tried it on the second hardest difficulty, one of whom had just beaten the old school Battletoads uh, like the week wow. before. And we cruised pretty, yeah. pretty straight up. Yeah. <laughs> there were not a lot of hard parts to it. All right, fellas, let's do the arguing about Halo portion of the podcast. Now we're going to fight. Come down to the All right. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do today? Fight. Well, uh, I, I feel like uh, several of us. Uh, I actually, I have no idea where Evan sits on this one, but I feel like the rest of us are pretty. In- yeah, we're gonna fight with the chat. We yeah. all four oh, yeah. of us are gonna fight Cygnus. So Kale's in here we, talking about Halo Three too. True. Uh, so we had this debate first. It, it started in our our Slack, our staff Slack, right? And just talking Halo like anyone would. And suddenly we found out that apparently there are people out there who think that Halo Reach or Halo 3 are the best Halos. Uh, We call these people wrong people. These are wrong people who are (laughs) wrong about things and they're wrong. So we put out a little poll and found out the objective truth, which of course matches up with the objective (laughs) truth. Halo 2 is the best Halo. But... I am actually still blown away that on our poll here that we put out, Halo 3 came in second. <laughs> I'm, I'm still kind of blown away by that. But uh, where, where is it? Uh, the original Halo Combat Evolved at third with 19% of the vote. Halo Reach with 11.6. So wasn't quite as popular as some people thought that maybe it <laughs> would turn out to be. No. Michael. <laughs> I, I like. I truly believe there's a case to be made for Halo Two being the greatest video game of all time. Like, it's not close. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, now AJ, AJ's got some words here. All right, AJ. I, lo- I love Halo Two, man. I love it. It's embedded deep within my heart and soul. But the greatest game of all time. Have you played that campaign recently? Yeah. It's Actually, not great, dude. It's not great. It's I, got I'm, a lot of problems. I'm sorry, but you don't play Halo 2 for the campaign. The like, last, the, I yeah, love the, the Halo 2 campaign. I love the Halo 2 campaign. I, I love the, the campaign too, but I went back and played it recently and I was like... I mean, yeah, but I'm, it's not the greatest game of all time because of the campaign. There's plenty of games with better campaign. Pick a, any Zelda game that isn't Wind Waker and you're good on the campaign over Halo, but... It, that game, not only did it, like, millions of people around the world love it, it completely revolutionized the multiplayer industry. On consoles. Yeah, fair. You, have, you had stuff like StarCraft on, on PC. Match, matchmaking but. on the PC the, had already been a big thing in shooters. You already had Unreal Tournament. You had Quake. You had things that were around before that. that yeah, back were then, done. also, you couldn't get a decent PC that could run anything like that for less than like $1,500. Like, Halo, so like... Halo, Halo 2's brilliance was that it took an established system that was already it, the, 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 the PC gaming experience, and it brought it to consoles. And that's, that's, that's where it made it legendary. That's where it... The greatest game of all time... No, but <laughs> certainly a, a cultural touchstone. Absolutely, like a massive, massive impact on the broad scope of video games. You know, no longer, no longer were kids getting shoved in lockers because they played Halo Two, right? Like you, oh, you played Halo Two. Great. What's your what's your gamer tag? Let's go home and play later. 
and let's decide let's decide this on lockout. One on one lockout. <laughs> it, it it would. I mean, it, I, I'm with. I'm closer to Rudo, I think, on this because it is one of my top ten like personal favorite games of yeah, all time. Mine too. Um, but come on. Uh, well, and and like like I said, if if you're talking about like the downside being its campaign, I'm like that was one of my favorite things about it. Actually, it totally changed me around as somebody who was at the time a, a snob about storytelling and video games, and I looked down on shooters because I was like, I play role-playing games and they tell stories that are long and epic and important and they have they think about ideas and you people over there play point and shoot games and you you kill the bad guy and you're dumb dumb game and i'm smart smart game and and then i played and halo one i i think really started to turn me around on that but halo 2 was when and it's presented a little more like those types it's more cinematic they take you out of the first person perspective right uh, and they put you in the heels of the bad guy, which I was like, ah, this is fascinating. And so for me, like uh, it totally changed my mind about uh, like that entire genre of game or really anything that wasn't an RPG video games ability to tell stories in a lot of different ways and have it be compelling and awesome. So and then on top of that, however many thousands of hours I, I sunk into the uh multiplayer like everybody else did so uh you know for and it was like how many games in history where the next one comes out and it's still pretty good i know a lot of people are disappointed by it but apparently a lot of people still love it and people are still going back to play the multiplayer on halo 2 because we just love those maps and the way it was so perfectly balanced and all those places it's just to this day we've got halo 2 maps memorized like Halo 2 is GOAT. That's fine. Evan, you have the floor. <laughs> so when it comes to ranking Halos, I always kind of... I rank... Like Rudo said, a lot of people go to the multiplayer. I like to rank the multiplayers and then combined games because I feel like they're very different rankings because mm. for me, I always go to Halo 1 multiplayer and maybe that's nostalgia on my end. But I love the maps. The pistol. I'm a sucker for that pistol that does some work. Um... Halo 2 is right there, and I will actually be the one person maybe in this world that will defend Halo 5's multiplayer because it was awesome. The problem is the campaign was god-awful, and that's what really sank that game. So um, I'm actually not surprised to see Halo 3 almost come close to Halo 2 because that game is very much loved. Um, If you play Master Chief Collection, that's where you're going to find most people actually playing online is Halo 3. You're going to find a match pretty much instantly. So um, Reach, I don't have too many memories of Reach, to be honest. Uh, I played a lot of the multiplayer and had fun with it, but beyond that, I don't have too many memories. And then Halo 4, I think, is kind of the one that's out there. I think the multiplayer is not that great. Story's decent, but yeah, I I think Halo 2 had the best of everything. Well, can we agree that everything after 3 was milking it to a certain extent, though? Because the original trilogy was what Bungie had planned for the yeah, series. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason Bungie was like, we're, we're out. Like, we're walking away from this thing that we created. Because they didn't want to continue to make it. And Microsoft was like, more! And, yeah, exactly. Like, you have, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know how it is. It's business. You know, you have Halo, we're... It's 2020, a new Xbox console just dropped. And what what's the thing hey, that Evan's disappointed didn't drop with it? Halo Infinite. Like, right. it just has the name recognition after two and three, where it became one of the powerhouse franchises in all of gaming. That's yeah. just that's just how it is now. You know, that's yeah. how it's gonna be moving forward. Even though, even though we all kind of you know tacitly accept that halo isn't what it once was when a new one comes out we all want to play it there's always the hope the hope that it gets it back because 343's got to earn it whereas bungie can do whatever they want even Um, if it's not that great you're still sitting down and you're like you know i'm in my 30s and i'm experiencing a new halo i'm the chief again (laughs) 
we you know we've been doing the Mandalorian watches over on the the DNVR watches uh, podcast thing, and so we've been talking. Star Wars has this same problem, right? Where you're like, it, it almost that, would feel yeah. like a waste to, but also where it would feel like a waste to not do it. It's such a big and interesting universe. You want to do more in it. There's plenty more good that could come from the Halo universe. That's why every time there's a new one, we sit down and we go, this could be awesome. It might not be. It probably won't be. It hasn't been for a while. I don't know if anyone did um, ODST, but you know, it's, it's stuff like that where it's like, if you do go in too far of a different direction and it's like Master Chief isn't in this. You know, like and then all of a sudden you, you you start alienating people, but it's too bad. I almost wish they could do like a hard reboot on Halo. Like this is yeah. this Halo. It's it's funny because there are some similarities. No, you're not Master Chief. And sorry, Drew, you're lagging a little bit. I don't, <laughs> um, I Halo and uh, the Star Wars universe. Not a lot of people know about the extended Halo universe uh, lore. I know quite a bit about it. Um, And for a very long time, Master Chief was supposed to be the last Spartan that was in existence. And that caused serious problems because they couldn't just be like, oh, well, now he gets to fight other Spartans in the campaign side of things until they were like, you know what? Screw the, screw the extended lore. There are just other Spartans again. It's fine. <laughs> here's our, here's our cannon. Watch us rip it. to shreds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, but to Drew's point, like you kind of, they kind of painted themselves into a corner, right? Where it's like, all right, we have to destroy this to get ourselves out of this. And then maybe they can make it better. Yeah. That's why, you know, when I saw the Halo Infinite gameplay repeal, I was actually excited because I was like, okay, they're going a little bit back, but they're also going open world. They're trying like a whole new different thing here. And then you look on the internet and people are upset about a lot of different things. So they were, tr- they basically, uh, people were so upset by Halo 5 and how quick it was, whereas old Halo is not quick. So they tried to reel it back in and they still upset everybody. And then obviously the graphics thing was a whole other thing with the, the meme guy that was out there <laughs> that everyone got on the screenshot. But um, yeah, I mean, Microsoft's going to milk it as long as they can because as much as people thought Halo 5 was a disappointment, I think it still made, sold like 15 million copies. So people still buy this stuff. So they're going to keep going as long as they can. It's just, I, if 343 really bombs this time, then then what does Microsoft do? Like, what do you, I don't know how you continue with this. If you're going to keep this franchise going, you have to maybe, maybe you got to send it to somebody else. You bought all these, these studios. Maybe somebody else needs to take over Halo if you're really going to continue it. Yeah. And I guess we'll have to have uh, Michael and Ben on sometime to explain why Halo Reach is best Halo. Cause <laughs> apparently no one, we don't, we don't need to waste that time. Yeah. <laughs> Ben's, Ben's entire argument was about uh, the forge and how you could go and play custom games and that the community did all that stuff. And once again, it's like, Oh, so you've just at, you finally added in a modding community. Like, I mean, yes, it makes games better. Even Halo 3 had an early version of the Forge. Like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the Halo Reach's story is awesome and it's really fun to play through. It's, it's the, it's the same thing as Rogue One where it's like a really fun, like side story in the universe that fills in some gaps that they allude to in the main series. It's awesome. I really like Halo Reach. It's a lot of fun. It's cool to play with friends. It's a good game. Is it the best Halo? No. No, you keep Kurt Schilling away from anything Halo. I have nothing to do with that. All right. Kurt Kurt Schilling's the the one game Kurt Schilling's failed company made was actually pretty good. Is it getting like remade? Yeah, it is. It it was actually like a decent little game. It just, you know, went bank it just went bankrupt. And Kurt Schilling's a huge douchebag. Right. Part, part, part of what the part that made Halo Two so great was the maps online because I don't they've never recreated that those those maps are still iconic 
And yeah. I think that I think the company that made those maps is now like has moved on to make other like call they made a bunch of Call of Duty maps. Like they still make money just based off of what they did on Halo Two. I mean, ask any old school Halo Two player about you know like Lockout or Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Dude, could, could still run those maps in my sleep. Yep. Like, <laughs> seriously, spawn to spawn on the beach in Zanzibar. Make a make a run immediately for the mid map sniper on the left side where you got to go through the tunnels and you're just yep. like, going for that man. Like that's a that's a big part of it. Yeah, it's funny because we were playing Halo One the other night online, and my friend who hadn't played it since the land days popped on and he goes, "Where's the sprint button?" And we just laughed at him like, <laughs> "You're in trouble." <laughs> it's a, they don't make them like you that bother. anymore. Uh, yeah, well, and and I would say one of the most annoying things that Halo introduced to gaming was that regen system. I preferred health packs. I preferred yeah. health packs because it was strategy, a- which Halo 1 has still. And you go in and you play it and you're like, you have to know where they are. You kind of have to plan around it. There's no, there's no like dramatic like standoff between two people where both kind of agree where they're like, whoa, that was really close, but we're both going to hide for a few seconds. And then we're going to come back full health and we're going to try it again. I mean, you know, like there were consequences for being bad. Halo did at least, at least the early Halos balanced it a little bit better, I think, until Call of Duty got their hands on it and were like, all right, if you hit for two seconds, you're back to full health. It's fine. Just go. Yeah, you had to you like you were in danger if you heard beep 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 beep. Yeah. Like, in, in Halo Two, you were in danger. <laughs> you caused a certain amount of like, <laughs> You know, it's not exactly Sonic's drowning music, but it's close in terms of causing anxiety. Yeah. Then at that point, you hear that music. You're just jumping, hoping that they miss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like jumping and you're crouching and you're like yeah, jumping stick jump, all over jump, and you're jump, like, jump. don't run in straight lines. <laughs> Serpentine motion. That's right. <laughs> you get to that level where the, the play is actually to just run into the wall because they won't expect you to do that because <laughs> they're uh, trying to lead you. <laughs> we'll never expect this. <laughs> I'm going to corner myself. Uh, those, those were the days. Ah, it's taking me back. All right. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it on the Halo front, unless anybody had anything else to offer there. Um Last thing I'll, I'll just have, we mostly heard from Evan on what you've been playing lately, but just wanted to go round table to wrap us up here. AJ, what have you been playing lately? Um, not, not a lot. Um, you've been, really, yeah, you've been <laughs> doing, doing life stuff. You've been yeah, adulting. Um, Is that what we're supposed to call it? I did. I did start a game called Iron Danger because it was in last month's Humble Bundle. Um, if you subscribe to that, which you should if you're a serious gamer at all. Even even casual gamers should probably get in that. Um, it's fun. It's really interesting combat because it's kind of it's kind of turn basedy type combat, but there's a time rewind system where if you die, you can go back a certain amount of time, and you can change up different actions. And it's really it took some getting used to, but once you once you figure it out, it's actually really cool. And it's a lot of fun because you can try so many different combinations of things uh, where it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cheap because you're like, ah, there's not really consequences to being bad here. Right. And, you know, getting good is part of part of the fun in a lot of games. Uh, and it doesn't really it just doesn't really like properly punish you if you if you make mistakes. But at the same time, it's also like. It could be worse, you know. Like this, this isn't one of those like impossibly difficult games that you're just banging your head against the wall. It's a different idea. It's a different take on combat. Uh, the story, the story's kind of meh, but I yeah. like it. And uh, you know, con- considering it was part of Humble Bundle, it's it's always nice when you actually get a game you like out of that. There you go. All right, Rudo, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing some Fall Guys on stream. Catching dubs, avoiding hot dog men for the most part. Um, also, as AJ mentioned earlier in the show, Shadowlands drops for WoW in two days, so I've been getting geared up for that too. Get getting ready, literally and figuratively. 
Yeah, both in both, <laughs> both senses. Nice. Love it. Love it. Uh, yeah, we got to do more Fall Guys. I got to get in on that. I got to get in on the Fall Guys. You can get that's and just play that on, on my PC, right? I should probably just get that rather than getting it on console. That would probably make it easier. Either way, it's cross play. I'm pretty sure. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we got to We got to so get some. I'm so bad at it. it was, I would, uh, I'm PS Plus assuming I'm like going to be. Ago. Oh, was it? Pretty yeah. sure it was free. Yeah, yeah, that's how I got it on PS4. Yeah. Oh. When I I'll pay it. for it, damn it, so I can play with you guys. And I'll probably be terrible at it, too. But from what I've watched on the streams that Rudo is doing, that the entertainment value is not necessarily derived from being good at the game, no. which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll be streaming more of that and, and playing more of that. Got to figure out some other things to stream for you as we get our Twitch channel revved up and going again over the winter. That'll be yeah. fun. Evan, is there are there any other games? I mean, we mostly talked about what you played. Did you want to shout something out? It's it's ridiculous that I'm going to say this because I got this new console and I'm playing this game called Planet Coaster. It's on. It just came to Game Pass. It's basically a roller coaster tycoon in the 2020. <laughs> it's actually. I was like playing it last night. I was like, oh, this is dumb. And then next thing I look at it, it's two in the morning. I was playing <laughs> just building the stupid roller coasters. So that's a lot of fun. But like I mentioned, I'm going to play Doom Eternal. Um, I think that was nominated for game of the year too. And no, I like, I liked the, win. well, yeah, it's not going to win, but I liked the first one. Um, so I'm going to p- pop into this one and see what improvements they made and then uh, check out what's lasagna. <laughs> Cygnus, go get the old healer lady first. It makes the game infinitely easier. My <laughs> advice would be to just not start it. Don't put yourself in the line of fire of disappointment. <laughs> The first one was okay, although it's eleven. Didn't years get it in Dragon now. Age. It probably doesn't hold up very well. I really liked. I really liked the first Dragon Age. It was good, but it does not hold up well. All right. Well, there you have it. You're getting tips and tricks here on the podcast. Remember those old lines? Anybody ever call in to a tips and tricks line back in the day? Remember I just those? bought the official strategy guides <laughs> from the store. Didn't oh, yeah. have the official tip know. line. Oh, I'm talking about. Early nineties before one. they even had those, man. Come on, I'm talking about for Wizards and Warriors on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Where oh. There was a hotline you could call. I just used the website. It's the only che- way to get it. Cheatscc.com. That's where there, you get all the cheats. There's a the internet didn't exist then. Hotline. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, there's a, a series of um, on Netflix about video games. That high score. It's really good. It's worth checking yeah, out. I watched um, the first episode. I got finished that. Yeah. It is, re- it is really good. Yeah. All right. Well, Whoa. this has been a <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, always good to talk to Evan. Get you on for more of these for sure, especially because I think before too long, as you mentioned here, we're going to have to talk about our games of the year. Maybe do our own little game of the year awards, which sounds exactly like something I'm sure AJ really wants to do. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a weird, it's a weird year for game of the year. It, it really is. Um, I assume ever, did, did you see the nominees for the game awards? I don't do, are, do you, do you guys watch the game awards? Are you into it at all? Cause I, I only, actually I only really watch it for the show. new announcements. That's really yeah. the only reason I saw the nominees, but yeah. <laughs> award, award yeah. ceremonies for, for industries that just like want to high five themselves are kind of weird. Like, that I was exactly the, the take I, I was expecting you to have. When you do the goaties, it's awesome. Oh, of course, when we do it, it's... <laughs> but, like, well, because, like, we have, like, a really, like, from a left field take on it. Um, right. With some, like, traditional stuff, but some fun stuff mixed in. The game, like, gaming award, it's... I, I can't say that I've ever really agreed with very many of them, so... I kind of just ignore him a lot of the time. It's it's kind of funny because it was just one guy who started the show, and like right. that was a tweet I saw today. He's like, one guy starts a show, and now all of a sudden we just take it for that this is the the best gaming's games of the year. This is the whole gaming show, right? So, um, yeah, I don't I don't really watch the show. I just pay attention for any new announcements they make because um, it's like most awards shows. I actually yeah. find that it's quite a bit different from most award shows, at least so far in its infancy, because I've I've watched most of them. I think it's a really good show with the way that they put it together and the way that they celebrate video games in general. The, the, the fact that they do have a whole bunch of, you know, new release trailers and stuff now, but 
um, you know, playing the the music of the video games, holding the concerts coming out, and some of the musical performances have been act really, really fantastic. And that's an element of gaming I feel like almost never gets enough attention. Uh, so that they have, you know, the orchestra, they, they have people come out and perform the stuff from the games. Um, and, and there's a lot that, you know, the people there and uh, there are some of the things that they do, like recognizing games uh, that, 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 you know, like are foreign impact, I think is what they call it or whatever, like games that are like designed to like teach people how to deal with like certain diseases and stuff like that, that aren't necessarily your standard video game or whatever. So I think there's a lot of cool stuff about the game awards. I'm, I'm a fan of it, but I think what, will do is, is probably like what AJ was saying is our own little DNVR version. I, I may want to, I'll probably want to get everyone's take on their, their primary five or six, whatever they nominated for game of the year. I'll get everyone's takes on that too. But then for our own award show, we're, we'll do a DNVR gaming style thing where we just pick our, our own favorite games of the year based on whatever criteria we decide. I think that'll be some fun. So animal crossing done. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, one of the I actually thought about this too because for the games that have been nominated by the Game Awards for Game of the Year, there's like everybody on staff who's a huge fan of at least one of them. There's like Final Fantasy VII Remake. There's uh, Animal Crossing. There's Doom Eternal. It's like we have Brandon on and be the Doom Eternal guy. I could stand for Seven Remake. You could stand for New Horizons. I don't know, Rudo. What do you, you got? Anything that's been nominated for Game of the Year that you're super into? Shadow. What are the other ones? <laughs> No, that's not nominated for anything. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima was one, and then the Half Life, Half Life one you mentioned. Yeah, dude, I'll I'll stand for the Fall Guys Among <laughs> Us. <laughs> there you go, love it. All right, uh, well, this has been fun. We will do it again next week. Like we said earlier, make sure you've got WGT Golf downloaded totally for free at dnvrgolf.com. You gotta join now, Clubhouse Four took us a few tries but we got it open and going we got weekly weekend tournaments when you sign up for those you send us a screenshot of you having participated you enter for a chance to win some pretty fun and fantastic prizes any other final thoughts gentlemen good to go peace be among you subscribe to aj's only fans (laughs) (laughs) i'm in i'm in my 30s on snapchat <laughs> and on that note, thanks everyone for <laughs> hanging out, and we'll see you next time. Bye.